How's it going, everyone? This is Jason Navarro. You're listening to Tongues Out Podcast, and let's just jump right into today's subject. Um, we'll do another short one today, actually. Uh, it's been a, a super busy day. Uh, I had to take my daughter to a pediatrician appointment, had a whole bunch of work stuff to deal with, and a lot of other interesting stuff that I wish I could address, but I can't uh, come up. But anyways, um, right before I got up here, it's like I said, it's been a busy day, getting ready to do another great weekend cleanup uh, because, you know, my favorite thing to do on the weekends is to clean my house. <laughs> but um, I was downstairs and I, I don't know if I've talked about it yet. I don't think I have, but essentially... On my podcast on the Cannabis Week that I spent the time um, talking about cannabis, uh, my guest was a good friend of mine. His name's Kurt, and we were talking about just different cannabis stuff and uh, his perspective on things. And he was telling me that he used this device to grow cannabis, and uh, it's called the Arrow Garden. Essentially, it's a um, uh, what is that? It's a hydroponic uh, form of, of growing plants. So you don't need soil. You don't need anything of that nature. It just, it's, uh, and the one I have is super high tech. So it turns itself on and off on its own. It's like digital screened. It tells me exactly like when I need to fill it up with water, but that's all it needs. It's just water and then some like uh, liquid fertilizer that you put in there as well. Super simple though. And so I bought this, I can't believe it's only been a month and a half now. It's been about 40 days since I've had it. And my plants are insane so when you buy the so when i bought my arrow garden it came with a herb kit so it came with basil um uh parsley dill different different i mean different types of it so genevieve's basil thai basil um what else did it come with two different types of parsleys i can't remember the types dill chives and i'm forgetting one and i feel so sorry because you guys are like my little children outside of my daughter (laughs) but uh it requires no work whatsoever to manage these plants but uh, as they get bigger uh like the the hydroponic system itself has an led light that turns on that is essentially simulating light and it only can cover so much area and so I have to go in and I can elevate the the um the system pretty high. But the thing is that all the plants grow at different levels. So you have to go in there and you have to do something called pruning. And pruning essentially means giving them a haircut. So I'm going in and removing any like dead leaves and then also removing uh, the tops off of the plants and keeping it leveled so everyone can get like a, a the same amount of light. Because the basil, man... The basil after like four days was already already sprouted and was growing, and now the basil's like taken over. That with dill, it's just like it's just crazy. To, like when I describe it, the machine's about this big, right? And it's about I mean it could be as tall as you want it to be, but like right now my plants are about like this tall on average, which is pretty tall. It's about like I would say maybe two feet tall, two two and a half feet tall after a month and a half. And now my objective when I'm pruning them is to kind of get them to, to bunch up and like spread out to the side. And then essentially the cool thing about this this arrow garden is that I never have to buy herbs ever again. The downside is that I don't want like so when you prune, you could take what you prune and use that to cook, which is great. But the thing is, is like I'll never be able to grow something else in the system because like if I want to keep herbs going, 
I'm not entirely sure if I could take because the roots are so ingrown in the system. So like these roots are insane too. Like when I lift up to fill up the water, you could just see all the roots and they're just like, especially from like the, the basil, it's just all over the place. Like the roots are just like ingrown everywhere and they're like ingrown into each other. And I, don't, I know like the most sensitive part of a plant. I don't know too much about plants, but I do know that the root of a plant is the most sensitive thing. If the roots die, the whole plant dies. And so I don't know if there's a way I can remove the plants from each other because, like I said, the, the roots are so interting, uh, intertwined with each other. But if I ever wanted to grow something else in it, I would essentially have to kind of like kill the plant or figure out a way to remove it out of the system and plant it in a, like a, in a planting pot and then put that outside. But then it would require me having to go out there and water them, keep an eye on them, see if there's bugs. The cool thing about this hydroponic system is that it's all done indoors. So I don't have to worry about bugs. I don't have to worry about fertilizer. Don't have to worry about contaminants. None of that stuff. It's just I can I can pick the herbs and eat right off of it. So now I'm in a dilemma where I want to keep doing more of this because the system is so great. And essentially, you can grow whatever from it. You can grow any vegetable or whatever. And so I'm, I'm at a point where like I, I almost thought about buying another arrow garden, but uh, my friend Brian, uh, we were chit-chatting about different things. We were having like an eternal debate about, um, uh, what were we talking about on Facebook? Oh, uh, my thoughts on Apple and just how they're, like that'll be a podcast in itself, but how Apple is pretty much maintain a monopoly over any apps that are allowed to, to be sold on the App Store. And there's a company called Epic, that's a developer for um, a game engine that video games use. And also they, they are the developer for Fortnite, which everyone's heard of Fortnite. But essentially, they didn't agree with having to pay the 30% cut to Apple and also being forced to have to pay like that 30% for everything that is in their systems as well. Like they, they were kind of all right with the idea of like them. Like it, not even that because like the, the app is free. And so they were kind of getting annoyed at the fact that like they they market the idea and they do everything and they have an ecosystem outside of the Apple devices. Like everyone wants to play Fortnite. So it's not like Apple's really helping them because like Fortnite, it's like a, already a big popular game and it started off at, on PC and became big on, on cell phone devices. So they never felt like it was justified that they had to pay that 30% cut, but they had to do it if they wanted to sell their app on the App Store. But anyways, that's like not related to this podcast. But anyways, we were getting into a debate I didn't agree with what Apple did and my friend for whatever reason wanted to yeah and he's normally sees eye to eye with everything I I I see eye to eye with but for whatever reason he felt like Apple was deserving in and doing that and 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 he was like you know if they want to be on Apple's ecosystem I don't have a problem with Apple charging that much and I was like dude 30% is a huge amount to ask for I mean like if Apple was doing more than just like allowing you to sell your app on their cell phones like if they were like marketing your app and and giving you analytics and doing a whole bunch of other work then yeah i can kind of see why they would deserve a 30 percent cut but like if you're doing all the work and you're marketing and doing all of that that doesn't make sense why apple deserves that big of a cut like credit the payment processing it's like maybe two and a half three percent and so for apple to get the other 27 percent for doing what for developing the code that they can use to, to put their app on, on that phone. Honestly, I feel like it's a detriment to Apple if they start doing this for, and a lot of apps are starting to like, like rebel and start to, to go, I guess it's, I'm, I'm, I went off in a tangent again, 
we'll we'll talk about that in another podcast. But anyways, he was telling me how essentially I could um, create my own hydroponic system, and it's been kind of a, uh, like uh, as we were talking about it, I was like, yeah, but like I'm I'm super lazy. But honestly, it's not that I'm lazy. I think the biggest thing because when I was a kid, when I grew up as a kid, I used to love building things. It was like one of my favorite things to do. Um, and like I built this PC and I enjoy like the mechanics of like building things and getting um, like if I didn't have to worry about like destroying things, I would love to take things apart and then put them back together. I just I'm more interested in like taking things apart, though, like the putting it back together is always the annoying thing. Um, but I think for me, I have to change my mindset because I've, as I've gotten older, it was like more like, you know, I don't know if you could like build this thing or like it's, there's a lot of self doubt that goes into everything. And like, I've always told myself, I don't want to be a handyman, but there's a a small part of me deep down inside that would love to be a handyman. I would love to be able to kind of like get up and drill things and, and, put things together and like i think the last thing i ever built that was like complicated was like a fort when i was a kid like we used to build ramps we used to build a whole bunch of stuff as kids and i don't know why i grew out of that to be honest like i used to buy electronic kits and used to like build like electronic stuff i used to love building robots and i don't know what why that disappeared to be honest like i just and i'm fascinated by by things that people build like i enjoy watching these things i love watching the mechanisms for how things work and so when my friend was telling me like, oh, dude, you could save yourself a ton of money by just building your own hydroponic system. I was like, yeah, but I'm lazy. But honestly, it's not that I'm lazy. It's that I'm afraid that I'm not going to be able to build it in a way that is going to be functional. And I just need to get over that. So I think sometime this week, I'm going to do a little bit more research. And essentially, like I said, the the restriction on my air garden is that it's this wide. It could be as tall as I want it to be, but it's this wide. And the light is just as wide as the system itself. And I can adjust the height of the light as high as possible, but the width I cannot do anything about. So what I want to do is I want to get a hydroponic system that I want to build that I can essentially grow like tomatoes. And tomatoes are like vines. They like grow like crazy. I want to grow like tomatoes. I would love to be able to grow avocados, but that's impossible. But like tomatoes um, and anything that grows like off the ground, nothing that grows on a tree because you can't grow a tree in a house. <laughs> That'd be so funny to watch just to see someone grow a tree in their house. But um, yeah, I want to I want to find different like fruits and vegetables that can grow out of the ground itself and, and do that. And actually, my wife's family used to grow a lot of lettuce. Um, and they actually had a lettuce business that they had for a while that they would sell to like local markets and they had, it was a hydroponic system as well, but it was pretty in depth. Like it was a massive, um, facility that they had and, but they eventually got rid of the business. It was just a lot of maintenance for them and they had like workers too, but it still was just a lot of like maintaining like the workers, make sure the workers didn't steal and blah, blah, blah. And they just didn't want to deal with a headache. Um, but I would love to just ha- have like maybe a uh, hydroponic system is about like as big as this area, like from from like where that wall is all the way up. And sorry to my audio listeners, but essentially six feet by like the way I envision it is like six feet long by maybe three feet wide, three, four feet wide um, and just grow a ton of stuff. 
I can't even imagine the power consumption it's going to take and the amount of water that it's going to take as well. Because I use distilled water and I just buy distilled water and I because I use distilled water for everything, like my my daughter's stuff, like all of her things and uh, like these plants. Everything's distilled water. And it's just good to use distilled water because it doesn't, uh, it doesn't have minerals and so it's not going to destroy like the internals of a lot of machines like my coffee I used to still water for because I don't want it to go in there every single month and like use like vinegar to like break up the mineral compounds and then drain it, wash it, clean it. Like I don't want to deal with that. It's so much easier just use distilled water and not really have to stress out about that. But anyways, um, I can't do that. Like I could probably get a filtration system, but then it's going to get so costly that it's going to make me want to just do an air garden. And, like, I know the way my friend is thinking of doing it, like, the way he recommended it for me to do it, it's just using your uh, your your water from your pipes. But Florida is different because he's from Florida. Florida's water system is different from uh, Vegas's. Vegas's water system is, like, super heavy in minerals. And I know that's going to deteriorate, like, the, the motor, like, the pump, because there's a pump that, that pumps out water. I know that's going to destroy that pump. So I have to filter that somehow or get like a system where it's like kind of like the, the air garden. I had that circulates the water, but essentially the, these plants, as my plants have gotten bigger, they drain more water too. It's crazy. It's weird. Like before I would like fill up like a cup of, of distilled water a day and it would last like two days almost. Now I have to fill up like five cups of water because these things are just like sucking up water and growing and growing and growing. And so I can only imagine like for what, what I just described, how much water that would take. It would probably take a ton of water. But I want to try it anyway. So I wanna, I'm going to do a little bit of research and watch some YouTube videos and, and learn how to do it. Because I, it's just enjoyable. Like me and my wife enjoy watching these plants grow. And it's good to just not have to like buy your plants and not be sure like where the the plants are coming from. Like at least when I grow them, I know that they're clean. They're, you know, well-maintained. And like, I I just, I think that's super cool. It like makes me want to have a farm, but then I remember how difficult having a farm would be. (laughs) So I would rather have like a little yard area where, but having everything indoors is kind of cool too. Like I have, like I have no, by the way, fun fact, I don't have like a living room. Like I don't have like a, a sofa, TV or anything like that. It's not that I can't afford to have those things. It's just that I don't need it. Like I do everything I need is like here in my office or in my bedroom. Like I don't have it downstairs. It's literally just to cook. So I have a massive living room area that's not being used that that's where I want to put this hydroponic system in and just utilize that space for that. And so I think it'd be super cool to do something like that. So stay tuned. Uh, maybe something for me to start, uh, I need to start taking like photos of my arrow garden and posting it on Instagram and, and just doing stuff on social media. I just, God, social media just to me, seems so toxic. Every time I bring up the word social media, it's like, I don't want to be on that, on those platforms, especially after watching something like social dilemma. But, um, yeah, just wanted to talk about arrow garden, hydroponics, growing plants indoors. And, uh, it's just super fun. I would definitely recommend it. I got mine for a super cheap discount. Like normally the the air garden, it's a great way to get your foot in the door and it's super easy, super easy to install. It's not complicated whatsoever. And like I said, my system does everything. I can even use my Alexa to control it, but I don't. But 
normally for mine it's like 450 bucks because it's a nine pod so i have like nine different plants growing out of it and but i got mine for 220 dollars on amazon it was like half off special and so i was like oh yep beep like right after kurt was telling me about like how he was using that to grow cannabis i was like let me just check like because i've never heard of someone else having an arrow garden and when i heard that he loved his and his was old i was like let me check out how much these things are and right when i checked it was like perfect time because it was on promotion half off and i was like yep buying it and i'm glad i did honestly because now it's getting me wanting to grow and grow and now i want my house to just be a big forest a big greenhouse rainforest wouldn't that be so cool like in in stream just have like trees like all around me <laughs> and me like trying to talk to you guys one second guys there's like leaves all around me i gotta i gotta trim these damn leaves damn it but uh one day who knows that might be a reality when i live in an rv um but thank you guys so much for tuning into this podcast as always i'm so happy that you guys are a part of this ever growing podcast it's just super awesome to just see engagement and having people reach out to me but thank you guys so much and i'll catch you guys manana peace